Hello everyone, and welcome to regularly, occasionally, modding. I'm Epic Squid, and here with me today we have Valen. Hello as usual. And uh, this week I've done something I think Rorax will be proud of. <laughs> I could, I could put, I, I could, I could get into a lot of trouble with that kind of comment. I'm not going to comment on that. I'm going to let you go, keep going. No, I'm <laughs> high risk. I'm going for it. I'm, I'm taking the risk this week. I have been adding content to Block Raftery. Not just bug fixes, but actual content. <laughs> it's incredible. I've not I've not done like any major amounts of modding in literally months. And then now now just sitting down and working on Block Raftery and it's just relaxing. Aren't bug fixes sometimes considered content? That's true. Yeah. Feature request, <laughs> make thing work as intended. <laughs> hey, we actually got that thing that we were supposed to get. <laughs> that had been bugged out forever. Yeah. I'll I'll apologize if there are anyone is if there's anyone listening who put in a request for Block Craftery like months and months ago. Like the issue tracker has filled up quite badly over the past few months. Um a lot of it has just been I don't know if I can fix that. But there have been a few people recently gone through, they've added some ludicrously good bug reports. Like I wanna I wanna give a shout out to one of them. Where is it? Uh is it it's one with a situation where ang uh, triangle corners and inverted triangle corners as a like oh no, that's not it. It's um oh it's angled slabs and stuff. So basically what's happened is there's a bunch of like angled blocks that just don't fit correctly if you put them in like corners or on their side they just they just yeah. don't render right yeah and i was like having a real hard time visualizing what the problem was like i couldn't register it in my head and then someone came along took a bunch of photos and said it should look like this not like this and explained the whole thing away and like broke it down into two different problems and i just sat there going oh my gosh i can i can now just say fix that one fix that one done like <laughs> My life was made so much easier. This, Rendering is hard, guys. This, this is why Block Craftery gets very slow updates. This warms my, my 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 soul a little bit here, just because I know that I've been in that situation where I'm like, all right, Block Craftery, I'll just place this block here. It looks exactly like the block I need, but oh, it only rotates that way. It doesn't rotate this way. No! <laughs> yeah, that, that bug might not be getting fixed to this version. That specific <laughs> bug is... <laughs> kind of painful in a way that i don't really know how to fully describe i think i can fix it i think i know what the issue is but i'm just a little concerned it's going to be harder to fix than i'd like it to be okay which i think is a valid concern i think i think i'm allowed to be concerned in that way <laughs> well um, i i personally am also excited for black craftery because it is uh one of my favorite mods as well it's an excellent building one that brings up very simple building mechanics it doesn't involve like massive building programs or turning things into tiny bits no it's just adds mm. a frame block and you add what you want it to look like and that's pretty much simple but what yeah. kind of stuff did you add what kind of content that is not bug fixes well i'm, I'm calling this the ingress update because there are multiple methods of ingress available in blockcraft right now including doors and trapdoors. Oh. And hopefully gates. There should be gates coming very soon. I almost that's, forgot about them. That's but, good. But uh, yeah, doors and trapdoors. Nice. Okay. Um, there's also pressure plates. There'll be buttons. I'm hoping to do glass panes, except just as regular panes. <laughs> so, so it's, okay. I was about to say, so glass paint. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Because so. I realized the other day that I'd love to use things like thermal hardened glass as a glass pane. And the reason that modders don't normally add that is actually quite valid. Like normally when you're working on a mod like that and you're like, all right, well, I've just added 16 types of glass or for example, Ender IO where there is like that times three because there's glass and like, oh, four actually. There's quite clear glass, quartz fused glass, mm. enlightened quartz fused glass and dark quartz fused glass. So there's a lot, there's a lot of glass. There's a lot of glass. Mm -hmm. and it's great and it looks decorative and i love it but if we were then to add glass panes for every single one we'd have to double all of the glass panes okay yeah so like the amount of blocks you start taking up is a lot so i can respect that but that's where block craftery is here to save today 
Yay. There will be glass panes, <laughs> and you will like them. So will I'm not supposed will, to be threatening people with them. <laughs> will I also be able to add a piece of glowstone and make all of these items glow as well? Indeed, I've I've managed to keep that functionality so far. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm kind of amazed. Like I'm I, impressed. I, a the, glowing door, a window, or trap door. Yeah, that's... you can make you can make both halves of a door glow. So the way I add I added the door right, and mm-hmm. this is one of those moments where I'll, I'll draw, I'll pull the curtain. But what's what's the phrase? Give you a peek behind the curtain. Yeah. I've I've. That works. I don't do show business. I don't know what it is. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> peek behind the curtain. What I did is I started adding the door, coding away, finished adding the door. I was like, excellent. All right. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to click on the door with this piece of lapis, and it's going to turn the entire door into lapis. That's what I presumed would happen. And it didn't. It turned half the door into lapis. And I was like, oh, that's the functionality I actually wanted, but was not expecting to have. Oh, so the so bug was a It feature. just worked. <laughs> yeah, it, it just magically, without me trying, it worked. So I think in the screenshot, I posted a picture with like lapis for the bottom block and glass for the top block. Nice. Um, but I'm also hoping to add a spanner uh, to allow you to rotate the textures. So that should be good. Oh, nice. Um, there is one very entertaining bug that I have literally no idea why it exists, but it does. Um, where if you put a log on sideways, not all of the textures for the log actually rotate. Like it puts them on the right <laughs> side, but it doesn't rotate them correctly. So you just end up with a very bugged looking log. And I have no idea why it happens. I have no idea how to fix it. It's just, it's just how it is. I've, I've almost decided that that's just how it's going to be at this point. It's just better than bad. It's good. So you know. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> No. <laughs> anyway, what crafter update coming soon? Lots of changes. Flower pots as well. Um, that was funny actually. The flower pots was like I was just, I was just like musing to myself. I was like, I could do flower pots. It wouldn't be very hard. But like, would anyone even care? I don't know. I don't think anyone uses flower pots. And then I put out like a Twitter post saying, does anyone? you know have ideas for block craftery and immediately i get a comment back saying flower pots and i was just like <laughs> that's the best thing ever i feel so validated for noticing that flower pots could be done with block craftery nice <laughs> nice so yeah that's been uh my week that's good how, that's about, pretty how good. about yours uh mine hasn't been too eventful i've still been taking care of our puggy girl uh, along with kashka here so it's been a bit stressful, but, you know, we're dealing with that. Otherwise, just uh, kind of doing the same old, same old. Nothing really fantastic there. Hmm. Uh, I wish I could say would... that, you know, I had oh gotten back into this and gotten into that and gotten all this other stuff done. Nah, not so much. Not so much. Sometimes you, you just got to do the stuff that you got to get done. And yeah. everything else gets and you got to take on. care of Pug. Yes. You can't. That... You've got to take care of the Pug. I understand that you've been busy with like exams and whatnot, and yet you were still able to get some uh, work in on block craftery, so I'm rather impressed. It's an interesting misconception at the moment. It's an understandable misconception, but what's happened is for most people um, who are in like modding and stuff, they're in the Northern Hemisphere. And right now, for them, it's final season, and like end of semester, smashing out exams. Let's go for it. For me... It's nowhere near because we don't have, like, the summer break for us is still six months away. Mm-hmm. So it's not our major break of the year or anything, which means that our semesters aren't, like, this is halfway through our year of semesters rather than, like, the end of second year or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't so much have finals as just, like, the end of semester exams. So, like, midterms? Uh, not quite it's this this semester is a bit long for for reasons that are very strange they decided since we have a like a billion public holidays in australia in semester one that they're gonna have like an extra week of university to make up for the public holidays lost oh interesting Hmm. yeah so i just have like this never-ending university semester (laughs) sorry to hear that 
<laughs> at, at, at the moment, it's kind of it's kind of entertaining because it means that like normally right now, next week would be the final week of semester. It'd be like, oh, oh crap, I haven't finished everything. Let me cram in all my assignments and something like that, right? But right now, it's actually like, you know, I've got three weeks to do the same amount of work you'd normally have in one week. Hmm. So, you know, it's a little bit more chill for me than it is for some other people. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's definitely getting towards that season. Well then, let's move on to some more modding topics, shall we? That's madness. We can't do that. We don't talk about modding here. <laughs> we only occasionally talk about it. It's an accident when it happens. I, I think you'd uh, come up with the idea here of us talking about something to do with power systems. Yes. This... So I've I've been intrigued by this topic recently. Well, it's a very controversial topic, actually, if you think about it, because it, can, it is it is weirdly controversial. It can range vastly. Fast. It is, <laughs> it is a very interesting topic. I remember um, basically what sparked this is a friend of mine working on a mod, and for their mod, they wanted to start discussing ideas for how they could power their mod. And they're trying to go for like this... Uh, really quite realistic looking like tech mod that's um focused around complexity of systems and interactions and stuff like that i'm like i'm really keen for that and first first idea was no not rf and i know there's a lot of people out there right now going no but by <laughs> putting that aside for a moment um it's kind of sparked my interest it's made me kind of consider what sort of things people like in their power systems and want in their power systems. So I don't know. I'm curious. What is, what is your experience with well, power? Actually, it varies, and I have to, I have to kind of use the wayback machine here. You know, so imagine wobble, wobbly screen. Um, <laughs> we're, we're going back in time to uh, what is it like one six or one four seven somewhere around there, when none of the power oh, systems lined up. <laughs> Mm, that's that, 147 yeah. i can remember those days you know, people that's my time yeah people made mods that would just help transfer things like power from one system to another at that time and mm. i think there was like one mod that did that and it was really janky <laughs> but the uh, i still remember if it was a tech mod it was a terror. It was horrible. It was the worst thing <laughs> ever because then you'd have to either go with one mod or the other, or you'd have to build them both. And then you couldn't have them interact with each other. You could be like really teched up with one mod and just be bare bones with the other, but you need to build all the way back up just so you can process this one material. But then if you go into like the magic mods, and this is actually what really drew me into them, they didn't need to interact with each other. They just did cool stuff. That's true, actually, isn't it? And therefore, they, they had their own power system, if you put that in quotes there. But it was actually just <laughs> you know, their own method of advancement that didn't actually use a tech-inspired uh, power system. So yeah. I feel it, it back then, it, it was really 50-50 even uh for magic and tech in packs a lot more than it is now nowadays i feel there's a lot more tech mods because they all can interact with each other and therefore they just kind of dominate the the landscape of how things are done or at least tech themed i guess even magic mods are considered tech you know in some way shape or form but i think the power systems because they've evolved they've actually reduced the um the amount of magic mods that are out there. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think looking at the old days from modern Minecraft with like, you know, your juggernauts for Billcraft, IC2, Red Power, Thermal, Forestry, yep. Mind Factory Reloaded, getting all of them to talk to each other. <laughs> Ooh, that was always fun. Like, you'd have power converter mods dedicated for making them work with each other. And everyone just kind of accepted that, right? It was a necessary evil. And I think it was definitely something cool when Billcraft and Forestry were like, no, 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 it's not Billcraft. Um, forestry and Thermal were like, no, 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 we're going to use Billcraft's power system so that we can power all our stuff. And that was a really cool idea, I think. 
I really enjoyed being able to be like, oh, well, I can just power these things. So I think the idea of a universal power system was really cool and clever and just kind of almost necessary and inevitable. Like, it was going to happen, mm-hmm. um, to be fair. It was going to happen to take a long time to do so, but it, it did actually happen. And I love that the new tech landscape, at its best, is tech mods adding more to each tech mod. When you have, like, Ender Air and Thermal and Industrial foregoing, like, Extreme Reactors and all sorts of mods all working together, they all can cover different bases. Like, Extreme Reactors is a massive power gen mod. It doesn't need to give a purpose for that power because there's other tech mods that do it. That's something you couldn't do back then. But, yeah, on the flip side, I do think you get a lot less magic mods because to make a tech mod, both fluids and energy are built into Forge. You can guarantee it's compatible with everything else done. To build a magic mod, at the very least, if you want cross-mod compatibility, you need to be talking with that developer to work out how to do it. (laughs) And then after that, you might be able to make it, right? For one mod. It's just a totally different landscape of what you can reach with your mod. Yep. And by doing tech, yeah, by doing tech, you're not uh, eliminating your, um, or you're not restricting yourself. You're actually embracing a lot of other mods that could potentially work with it but that could also dwarf your tech mod if you make it too underpowered or it could end up being you know too overpowered and people just consider it well why not go creative and then they just don't want to play it but you know if it's made too powerful in the other direction if it's if the power system is universal so i guess it it could mean that because of the universality it has changed how tech mods are just made in general now uh, a lot of them are made with compatibility in mind it's like forge energy or rf or whatever it all viewed as one item now is the main mod and everything else is an expansion of it <laughs> yeah agreed no I totally agree with that um that sentiment is one that i've kind of struggled with and seen a few different solutions for so i know uh, Tech Reborn, first of all, I love that mod. I actually really enjoy playing with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels like, you know how uh, when you're looking back on the past, like you look through like rose-tinted glasses, right? You've, you've got this view of how this thing you did as a kid was just amazing and fun. And, oh my gosh, I would love it now if I tried it again. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel with IC2. I look at IC2, I'm like, oh, I loved it. It was so much fun. It was It was just the best thing ever. And I go back to it, and I start playing it, and I'm like, how did I survive? <laughs> like, it's not bad. It's just we've come so far. <laughs> like, yeah. A macerator takes more time than I have to smash an ore. <laughs> it's just not feasible. So playing Tech Reborn feels like I'm enjoying that experience. Recently, um, on DevCraft, actually, I started the entire pack with Tech Reborn. You know what? It was so much easier than getting into Enderio or getting into Thermal, just because, <laughs> like, this the start was different, right? Like, I walked up to a rubber tree plantation, grabbed a bunch of rubber, walked back. I was like, oh, cool, that's helpful. Grabbed a few bits of copper, some redstone, threw it all together in a crafting table. Done. I had my machines. They worked. That's all they did. And it was enjoyable. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, what I found interesting is it still has the mechanic, even using RF, of tiered energy of machines. Now, they don't go boom without a config, but it was interesting looking at that because that's an interesting compromise, right? You want it to be cross-mod compatible. You want your machine to be powered by ducts or conduits or integrated tunnels. I can't remember all the other options you have, but by the same token, if you're playing with just the mod, then yeah, you can still use the tiered energy system. That's still something available to you. Um, and I feel like that that solution's not terrible. It's a good solution. It works in a pack. It just felt for me like I'm now doing Tech Reborn. Either I can do it properly or I could do it like my own way. And at that point, it just felt like, oh, I'll just put down a 20,000 like RF per tick conduit behind it and move on it's like oh, well i guess i guess i've kind of bypassed it now right <laughs> just a bit just a bit yeah just a little bit and so i feel like that's one solution the other one i've been having fun toying with is uh 
Embers 2 spoilers. Um, if you, I don't know, if you don't want to hear about Embers 2 spoilers, turn back now. <laughs> I don't feel like that's a, I don't feel like that's a thing that many people are going to turn back from. But for Embers 2, one of the things I want to do is provide a way for you to generate Forge Energy. Because whenever I play a Magic mod, as was highlighted a bit earlier, I find it incredibly frustrating to start with said Magic mod and then be like, cool, so now I'm four hours in, I have half of this Magic mod done, especially in the case of something like Roots, where the mod is very very short progression but a lot of stuff in it at the moment mm -hmm. i'm halfway through i'm like cool now what do i do because even once i finish roots i've now got one thing i've got like spells or i've got some cool armor but i can't use that to transition into another mod like i can't bypass ender io's early game with thermal it's 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 the it's the sort of thing where okay, well, I've already done all this ore processing and I've gotten mid-tier gear now. Can I go into this other mod without having to do that early? I don't need to start with ore processing machines for every single mod. Right. Please. <laughs> Going um, back to 147, right? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't want to have to build my second coal generator of the game just because said mod decided I'm going to use a different power system. And if you don't start with my mod, you'll never want to use it. And it packs with like 300 mods. That's just not feasible. <laughs> I don't know so, what, what mod packs you might be talking about. <laughs> what, Project Ozone 3? I've heard that that's got more than 300. Maybe I'm not... Maybe I'm aiming at the wrong audience. Oh, no, it's any mod pack oh. that you check on Curse oh, Wars any, these oh, days. Any mod pack. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they all seem started to out with 119, and then by the time I published it, it was 189. And I was like, how? <laughs> like... This wasn't yeah. intentional. I didn't mean for this to happen. The mod pack bloke just <laughs> just happens. It just does. Uh, it's fair. I don't blame them. I feel like with Twitch, I feel less... I don't notice as much of the bloat. And it's not because Twitch is an amazing launcher. I mean, it just like... There's a level of transparency there where you're like, okay, when I'm downloading each mod individually from CurseForge, I very, very, very rapidly notice that these mods have a hundred dependencies. So I like I'm very aware of it. Whereas with Twitch, I'm like I've installed Thermal, I've installed Enderio. Cool, I'm done. Like, you know what mods you've installed. It doesn't matter what the mod count is. You know why you installed said mod. You're not sitting there going, "Why did I get to 219?" <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you're you, I still sit sit there and go, "How did I get to 219?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe one time we will talk about core mods and libraries. Maybe we'll talk about it later this episode. Who knows? Mm. The future is unknown. So you were talking about in Ember's two spoilers, switch like mm. allowing some kind of I'm I'm guessing some kind of power transfer between Ember and like Forge Energy, so that yeah, one so... wouldn't need to backtrack and restart a second mod. They could just transition, yeah. like. Sidestep. I think it's even more critical with Embers because Embers does the tech mod early game. Like Embers, Embers 2, without wishing to go into too many spoilers for a mod that's not at all ready for like use. Um, I'm definitely wanting to do stuff like the ore processing system is one of the starting parts of the mod. I think that's one of the best things about Embers. It, it definitely allows you to do tech mod stuff as a magic mod. So I think having all processing at the very start of the mod makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. What that means though, is if you've been playing with Embers and then you're like, oh, but I want to get into five times all processing mechanism. Huh, <laughs> lol, good luck. Enjoy restarting the entire pack. Yeah. Like you're never going to do that. So then you don't play Embers because you know you can't progress throughout. A like half of the DevCraft pack is tech, tech mod. It's a little bit more evenly split than usual, but it's about half. If I had gone with something like embers at the very start i would have literally cut myself off from half of the mod pack that's true in terms of like yeah. i would have to build a coal generator and go through all of like that stuff all over again and mm. i do not find coal generator power thrilling <laughs> so <laughs> so what i wanted to do in embers too is have like a big multi-block structure that kind of absorbs the ember in the room and creates like effectively an rf battery it 
powers it with Ember and turns it into RF. It should be like that actually somewhat interesting system, but it's not overly complicated and it can produce insane amounts of, in, sorry, insane amounts of power. But mm -hmm. the main thing that it will come down to is, okay, well, if you're into tech mods, then you might want to build this as a power generation option. But if you've been playing through Embers, this means you can play through Embers and just Embers, but still run a sag mill and still run conduits. I really want mods I make at least to feel at home in a big mod environment where they can interact with different bits and pieces without feeling like you've just got this bloat you can't handle. You know, this actually makes me think of uh, Elpix Nature's Aura. Ah, uh, yeah. That's another good example of this, actually. Yeah, because I was just thinking they he actually put in there a few uh, ways of creating uh, power using the nature's aura, and it mm. and it's actually pretty good. You know, it, you can get it really strong, or it's just a nice, somewhat passive way of doing it. But it, it does allow you to kind of jump ahead. You don't need to have your coal generator. You just invest with a bunch of materials you already have through nature's aura so yeah that that does sound that does sound like a, a really good idea now that i'm thinking about yeah. it see like i think nature's aura it, i like that it does that the thing that means that i still wouldn't start with nature's aura is literally just like when i start a pack i already know that i want to get into ore doubling first and if whatever i'm doing does not allow me to ore double <laughs> then that mod is not interesting so like, <laughs> it's, it's a problem with me not with the mod so because of this like oh yeah getting into nature's aura first would be fantastic because i could then still do rf stuff but i'm not all doubling that whole time every gold ingot i make is half a gold ingot <laughs> like yep yeah so that's why i think i really want to make sure that it works for embers because then i'd quite happily do a magic mod based playthrough i jump in start with embers get myself some ore doubling going sweet got that going now what do i want to get into oh i want to build some dark steel armor cool i'll go do that i mean ender is a little little different in that sense because it <laughs> does very much lock you into its early game regardless of how you play it but thermal i could get into you know getting a drill from thermal if i wanted that's a thing i can do that's a lot harder to do if you get into like astral sorcery right. to be fair astral I... sorcery bind with Britannia, you can make a lot of energy <laughs> that's true that's true you can make a lot of things um yeah Pumpkin I, cakes. I, would, I would say ender io though is a lot more universal than you might give it credit for i mean as far as power it's tech so it's got the interaction with power um it's power cabling and storage network alone is really really good as oh yeah i love that stuff not just for power but for also item and fluid transfer mm. uh, i love conduits yeah obviously I my mean, babies and dryo is kind of revolutionized conduits from you can only have one type in a block space <laughs> <laughs> i without wishing to brag too much because i do like enderio and i'm also a dev of it so i think it's a bit unfair for me to be like oh enderio conduits are the superior thing it's it's not that i actually really enjoy working with ducks they're one of my favorite things to work with just because i really enjoy thermal dynamics always have always will mm -hmm. but conduits what i love about them is that they have that kind of networking complexity right where you can have a hundred things in the same block where you can have all sorts of things linked to each other you can like individually configure um filters and like route into the same block multiple times from different angles it's great it is very networky though and what i like about it is the way it's designed is it doesn't feel very networky it's like because you place the individual conduits in the block because you have to manually configure the connections and stuff it's closer to thermodynamics ducks in my opinion than it is to something like xnet which does the same thing it's still a routing network based tool it functions quite differently in terms of like feel than just i'm building my system it's like oh i've placed all these blocks let me go program real quick <laughs> not that i'm like hating on xnet i have used xnet a lot i do enjoy it these days i use integrated tunnels more often actually but i find i just really enjoy the integrated mods it's just good fun I can't say I blame you. It just sometimes uh, getting into the new stuff or different things, at least uh, other mods mm. that you haven't tried that other people are uh, have perhaps or just that you've been intending to can really make a big difference with your the the fun that you have 
in the play. Sometimes you just find out that the mod's not for you, but you know, other times it's just like, oh wow, I didn't even realize this mod could do that or had this mechanic. That's pretty neat. You know? mm -hmm. just I'm excited for quark pipes being able to bounce items off a of slime block. <laughs> slime block. Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, More and quark pipe dreams. So does that work with players though? Because I don't yeah. know. I remember playing Stoneblock 2, and I made a bounce house for a bunch of mini-me's of the patrons, and they were all just kind of doing like these little soft, tiny jumps, and I couldn't get them to jump. Even with jump potions, they wouldn't bounce very good. And yeah, I was thinking, they, It seems to work with it now. Oh. If not, harass Basky. That, that actually... I mean, ask Basky kindly. Be kind to Basky, guys. That's Basky pretty. Is a good friend. I think that's pretty exciting. That's pretty exciting. I like that. Yeah, I saw I saw the posts on Twitter and I got quite excited. <laughs> so, what um, about um, future ideas? I mean, did you have some experiment or even brainstormy stuff that you haven't even figured out how to implement yet for any kind so, of stuff? Power systems are so confusing, right? I think the future of power systems is looking more like the model with embers right where mod has internal power system and then has ways to interface using rf i find apart from like mods like ender ire and thermal and kind of this like tech suite you could almost argue right i think a lot more modders are looking to have a way to add complexity to their mods in terms of like power systems when it comes to new ones so like immersive engineering i think that it's probably just going to stay the way it is it has voltages, it has like punishments for jumping on uninsulated wires and stuff. They've built complexity around the system that already exists. Um, similar with like Ender Eye and Thermal, they go, okay, well, power is just a part of our mod. But with Thermal, later on, you need more than just power. Like you can't just use energy, you have to use pyrothium and petrothium as liquids in order to power your ore processing, right? Yep. So. <laughs> There's different ways of adding complexity. And I think mods like the one I was talking about earlier that I've got a friend making, things like Embers, things like... I'm trying to think there's another one. Oh, yeah, Billcraft. They want to do big, complicated power systems and such. They want the power systems to be a logic puzzle in and of itself. So those mods, I think they'll be able to like talk to each other they'll still use RF to be able to communicate, but they may not just be like straight RF out of the box. They may not just be, have some number of power running through all things at all times and any machine can accept any amount of power. Hmm. That actually makes a lot of sense. I hadn't considered that before thinking about how- It was actually the way that Forge team designed it. Um, it's really interesting looking at it because I feel like there's a bit of hate put on Forge and almost on Thermal even for the way RF is designed. RF is literally just a number. And I know people say that, and it's supposed to be like a, an insult. Oh, you've produced 2 billion RF. Well, it's just a number. It doesn't matter. Oh, no, it, it's <laughs> no <laughs> RF. Yes, it's just a number. But like realistically, items are just a number with a graphic attached to them. If we really want to go down that path. Hmm. RF itself is designed to be just a number. That's it. You input it, you output it, you have it. That means it's just compatible with any scenario. Like if you want to add voltages to your mod, then add them. Make it so machines can only accept a certain tier of power and if they have too much consequences happen. That's a thing you can do. That's up to you though. You can't enforce that on other people. Uh, same with if you want RF to like be split by type, maybe it has to travel along a certain channel. Okay, well maybe you need the red channel for RF. Once you have that one, then it works on this machine. But you can impose that restriction. No one else has to. And it will be interesting to see what the future of like power looks like. I definitely have heard more and more modders interested in making it so their power systems are a little bit like one step separated from RF. So that way they have a bit more control over what they're doing. Um, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, I never actually considered it before, and I I like the that idea now that I think about it. It does seem to just give a universal power system for a lot of tech, but then by adding that second effect, therefore allow it to have its own uniqueness, and it's not just uh, an expansion off of a core mod uh, in a way, you know, that is Forge. So I, I do like that. Hmm. Because uh, I hadn't even realized that, you know, that was 
kind of the way it went. Uh, a lot of the time when I played thermal, I would see the, you know, if you want to make uh, cryothium or pyrothium in order to project, progress and, and make these other resources, I was always like, okay, well, I'll just find a couple pieces or craft the few that I needed and then I'm done because I'd, I don't want to try and make some kind of mob spawner to try and create these things. That, that just sounds a bit crazy for me. But then now that I hear you say it, it totally just makes it reappropriate in my mind. And I find that really interesting because then it's not, like you said, just power anymore. It's power plus items or abilities or block placement or features mm. or something like that. And that really is a good tip for people making uh, mods on their own, I think, is, you know, to in a way to make it unique is to add something more than just power to a tech mod. You should add some kind of unique mechanic along with it. I, I like that. That's pretty good. Yeah. Tech mods are mods primary. Like, if you were to summarize what a tech mod is, a tech mod is usually focused around using some sort of technology of like real world or slightly sci-fi or whatever to create complicated systems and puzzles that the player solves when building and for some people power is part of that problem i think immersive definitely goes down that path it really tries to make sure that you are especially with like damage on cables my goodness like they really want to make sure that power is something you're considering and how you're routing it and how much of it you have and can you store it all and stuff um can you get it around this corner parts, the wire won't go through oh that gosh. block you know <laughs> yeah. you can only connect eight wires to this point right there's logistical complexities with that on the flip side ender io does not make power its primary concern first of all conduits will run pretty much through anything like you can put them wherever you like no machines care about how much power you give them really all that matters is can you produce x power and it gives you machines for solving that and those machines are where the complexity is found it's require nutrient distillation which requires this that and the other like thermal does the same sort of thing power is not a complex system in and of itself but the ways you produce it are so it does kind of come down to a design choice in that sense. I'm very excited to see what some people are going to do. I know that Billcraft's system really intrigued me. The like zero storage options, you have to produce what you use. And it's kind of like a pulsating system. It's not just like uh, straight energy transfer between two points. It's like, okay, when engine like reaches its um, peak points, it produces a piece of energy and then goes back. Like that kind of pulse system. And I'm like, wow, that could be, that could be interesting to work on it. But we may not see that for a while. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I don't know. I always find that um, the, there's always a need for people to just make more. <laughs> a lot of the time, yeah. People, uh, a lot of the time, people don't understand why. You know, they're they're making more besides the fact that they can and that they feel that they're trying to get the completionist going, but. I feel that if people have a reason to not make more and make only just enough, that could be an interesting mechanic as well. So therefore, people aren't yeah. trying to spam 50 coal generators to get that, you know, 200 RF per tick, you know, that they need because each coal generator is only producing five or something. Yeah. <laughs> then they, yeah. it's like, okay, that's, that's bad. And it, I understand that you know some mods have built in where the more you have of something, the less effective it is, and and that can be cool for restricting that. I think even extra utilities, um, uh, grid power mills have that built in. You can only controversial opinion. I like that. Yep. Um, but I mean, just as an example of it, but I I like the idea of encouraging people to. I don't know progress with less i guess so that the, like you don't have to have the the gazillion uh power obviously it's something worth showing off at that point you're like look how much you know power i can produce with this setup this is amazing you know how long this took me this is tremendous and then you know you're everyone's always going to have that that question well, what are you going to do with all that power it's like oh i'm going to store it in a box 
Yeah, and then reducing <laughs> power with no ultimate end goal is interesting. Yeah. But I think I get why, right? If the purpose of your tech mod is to encourage players to solve complex systems, mm-hmm. if the system ultimately nets you a billion RF per tick, you basically enter creative mode with energy, right? Mm-hmm. Like you reach this point where nothing can stop you from doing what you want. Yep. In most modern environments, that is the modern end game, this kind of semi-creative mode. I think actually that's kind of cool. I like it for the same reason that last time I was talking about, I was like, Draconic Evolution is fun because it does this. Like, it's this kind of cool endgame point you get to where you're like, well, I automated the biggest system I could think of. Now, there are some mods that kind of give it to you a bit more free than others. Some do make it a tad too easy. Like, I think Extreme Reactors is susceptible to this because A, with the default configs, it does not take much to make it produce a lot of power and it's really really low resource cost that's also because it's designed to be put in a pack like extreme reactors by itself yeah it can't depend on enderio dark steel to build it but it can depend on coal because minecraft has coal so you're like you're kind of stuck with that i think the most interesting power generation systems are the ones that require systems and building up to them extreme reactors most of its process is building whatever the pack has deemed as the crafting recipe for its multi-block structure something like nuclear craft you have to intertwine so many systems i'm pretty sure i saw a photo rorax posted not too long ago actually and it was like okay that's a long chain of reactors that's a lot of things going on (laughs) (laughs) i think i missed that Oh, I can't remember when it was. Maybe it wasn't Morris. Maybe it was actually the dev. It's been a long time since I saw that photo, but it was a really cool photo. Um, and I, I love it because, yeah, when you get to the end of that, are you producing so much power you will never think about producing power again? Yeah, of course. But you've damn well earned it. Like, <laughs> right? You've built this super cool system. You've really made the most of it and the payoff is the power generation it's not the payoff is a cool set of armor which i think people would be more happy with overall when they see it see now i'm curious if people can actually see i i now getting like all these ideas because that while that sounds really cool and i like the idea of just heck you could even have a mod pack just based around how much power can you make it you know uh, as the goal um but then I'm also thinking you could feasibly have it so that, well, perhaps you want to use power to make resources. Well, you maybe you have to set up your system in a way that would restrict it so that it only makes X amount of power. You know, hmm. like li- you're purposefully limiting yourself or in increasing yourself so that it could do and meet a specific power goal, thus meeting this criteria and progressing on instead of uh, just more because more isn't always better you could you could always do stuff with you know middle or or less or whatever but i was just thinking how you could actually go the opposite direction with that you could actually show that instead of just more i could show that i can control the flow of power to a specific level and then produce the result from that, which might be, I don't know, maybe somebody's got some kind of matter fabricator, but it's such a delicate piece of equipment that it can only produce iron ingots at, you know, 27.6 RF per tick, which you have to balance through a system of checks and balances Mm. or something, you know, but yeah, that could be thresholding. Yeah, that could be interesting because then that also gets you to create like your perfect balancing power system instead of uh, like just more power. Be something to think about there. Mod pack makers. Yeah, I think. Hmm. I do like that. I know there's a few mods that kind of want that thresholding sort of mechanic going on. Um, There's. I mean, Embers 2 has got kind of a somewhat similar mechanic, but also it works very differently, right? It's not just straight RF balancing. Um, I do like the idea of doing RF balancing through like transformers and limiters to make sure you have to do X amount of energy to be able to do this, and then maybe hook up redstone to the contraption so that, you know, if you want to process a different ore, it scans what type of ore it is, and then after scanning it, it changes your entire system to like do stuff like that, but not... The thing is, a lot of people don't want to have to start going into that sort of complexity. And that's why we get things like RF at the end of the day, right? Like right, right. At the end of the day, we can all agree that 
Ender.io and Thermal and other such mods have enough complexity in them, have hmm. enough cool things going on, that even with what could theoretically be considered the single most boring power system of all time, <laughs> it, it is like, it just works. It's just enjoyable. You can enjoy playing through Ender.io. Now, you can cheese it as well. Like, if you put down an extreme reactor on day two because of the fact that no one tweaked any of the costs in your pack and then you make 10 million RF. Yeah, sure, you've cheesed it. But that's kind of like, you're getting yourself into that. You have options with RF to not have that happen. Whereas yeah. I can easily remember the old days where you didn't have options. If you wanted to power your IC2 system, you use IC2 power or you went home. Yep. Like, <laughs> yep. Pretty it's much. It's a I mean, very big difference. Yeah. If you had the the gener that um, reactors mod back in one four seven, it didn't mm. have the universal universality of it. It you yeah. it would maybe work with one mod. You know, it wouldn't be able to work with several, and therefore, yeah, it it wouldn't be as useful. Which I think technically it kind of was because uh, if you think about, it, there was uh, one already with what was it um. What's Universal electricity. I'm trying to remember the one that you could actually build a nuclear reactor and you'd have to wear the radiation shield. Oh, like um, IC2? Atomic science and stuff. IC2 had one as well, but yeah. there was, I think atomic science was around back then. It might not have been called that, but I think it was. But those were usually like end gamey stuff, whereas like, you know, extreme reactors is more like early mid game. Uh, that yeah. Actually, it could go anywhere. I would say it's it's a strong mid game option. But it, it... Stream Reactors also has a similar problem to the IC2 reactor in the sense of like, once you've built it, it's set. Your like, it's not a resource acquisition based system. It, like the complexity and puzzle solving is how do I build an effective reactor, which mm -hmm. is a good puzzle. But yeah. it means that I can Google how to build an effective reactor and have <laughs> the answer. Like yep. IC2, you can get a picture of the most powerful reactor and look at it and be like, okay. I make that like nuclear craft. It's a lot harder to do that because based on your pack changes where resources are, Oh, I need a really high source of beryllium. Okay. Well, it's like, it's much more nuanced based on each experience, but something like, you know, you, you can't avoid that with big reactors and big reactors been around a long time and has a lot of cross mod compatibility, right? Like I know Ender IO, pretty much all the fluids in Ender IO work in an extreme reactor. It's great. I love it. But it does mean that like, there are a lot of solutions to the same problem and not all of them are as equal. <laughs> That's true. I guess feasibly one could add in some kind of random factor to it so that each each time a pack is created or the, the mod is first started up in a world, it might have different values for different items and therefore that could mean that the this is your most effective setup, kerchunk, you know, stamp is not going to happen. Mm. It it might actually be completely the worst, you know, where suddenly your endirium is uh, one of the least conductors and then a snow block is better. <laughs> it might not make as much sense, but mm. then again, and endirium yeah. is, you know, what, liquid ender stuff? So that's not yeah. even... <laughs> that's it, Minecraft. It's Minecraft. Like, yeah. <laughs> Dirt doesn't fall on you when you stand underneath it. I feel like there's a certain level of when you're like, oh, it's not realistic in your mod to do that. Your mod defines the law. Your mod is the one that gets to choose the fate of the realism. I kind of lost the train of thought there. It was going to be really dramatic, but it just didn't go anywhere. No worries. <laughs> but no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I apologize. But I think, yeah, power systems... Uh, always an interesting discussion. And magic mods often have power systems in ways that aren't number focused, right? Like at the end of the day, resource management is what the power system is. Like it's managing a resource you produce with generators or storing batteries and stuff like that. It is a single resource. But things like Thormcraft, you have like multiple aspects and you have like Viz or V or Vi or whatever you, what if your pronunciation of it is. I don't know what the correct one is. I magic. like Stormcraft. <laughs> yeah, magic. You have magic. And like, you know, you have to balance those resources. Nature's aura. You're balancing the aura and producing and reducing it. Um, Batania is the closest thing you'll get to like RF because it's just RF in packets. <laughs> like it's, 
it's like bursts of RF and it's cool. It creates an interesting <laughs> and unique closed system, mm -hmm. but it is, it, it's interesting <laughs> to learn that sort of stuff and to look into that sort of stuff. Um, and it's and safe to, to step in. It. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Just jump in some magic. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes you, you know, <sighs> feel all tingly and stuff. Just don't drink it. <laughs> yeah, don't drink that. Don't drink the magic, guys. Don't drink the magic. <laughs> oh man. So, other than that, I don't. I don't know if we had a particularly large amount we wanted to cover this week. It's a bit of a shorter episode. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Um. So I don't know about you, but I'm. I'm happy to call it there. That sounds good with me. I think that we can. Uh, we've got a few ideas and such for uh, next time that will probably make things last the full extended amount of time though we're only like about five or ten minutes short from the end anyway so uh, yeah. yeah we've had we've had a really good time like lately trying to come up with some ideas so there'll definitely be some cool things to talk about in future i do want to get some more guests on here as well i've got a few people who would be interested it's just a matter of organizing them to be able to meet up at an hour that for a lot of people is actually quite awkward <laughs> <laughs> whoopsie <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I, I, don't, I don't think it's so much our fault. It's just like, guess what? It turns out when you're working across the internet and possibly three different continents, it becomes quite difficult to have like easy times of the day Go to like on. meet up. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. It's not like I, wor I work with that with you all the time. No, not at all. Well, no, this is quite a reasonable hour of the day for me. It's reasonable for everyone, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So are we doing the uh, Q&A after the episode again? Yes, we will do a quick Q&A after the episode. Uh, but in, uh, in the meantime, thank you very much for coming out for tonight, guys, or today. Thank you for having uh, the usual ROM podcast. Yes, the, the usual. Fashion kept a pretty good job of making sure it's like somewhat weekly. I've only <laughs> missed one. I call that a win. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, all things considered. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, so also apologies about slow uploads for um, for the audio-only version of the podcast. That that slips my mind more often than it should. The, this should hopefully be rectified shortly. Um, but yes, so thank you very much. Um, and we will start the Q&A now. There we go. That's how, that's how outro, right? <laughs> that sounds good to me. Cool. Top 10 outros. Um, right. So yeah, if you guys have any questions, apart from newbies, newbies just asked if I can look at the Radiant um, Amphora to help him understand why it's consuming the linked tank. And I'm like, that's a good question, but it's not, not Q&A material. Newbie, just, just getting a question in there doesn't mean that it's always a good question. This is things that you don't need to ask here. <laughs> Seriously. Um, Embers 2 testing version when? Good question. I don't know. Um, part of it, <laughs> when it's ready. part of the issue with Ember's two testing version is kind of, I'm in this limbo at the moment of is it worth committing to development on one twelve when one fourteen is theoretically around the corner. So it's like we have a lot of stuff for it, and I did start on some of the code to make Ember's two work. I'm just unsure on how much i want to commit to it right now i want to like i love the idea of working on the mod it's been a dream for over a year but yeah um no embers rekindled is not embers 2 that is indeed correct but yeah i don't know i i kind of want a sense of what's happening with 114 but i have not got one which makes it kind of hard to tell should i be committing to embers development right now or not yeah it's really difficult to say with it being like right on the edge because you know, one one does break everything. Like in in the yeah. without forged even forge changing one thirteen breaks everything. I know how bad it is. So I'm like I'm gonna have to ports with it. I've started work on it, but it does mean that I look at embers two and I'm like I can't really develop it yet because fluids aren't on forge one thirteen. So I'm stuck in this limbo between two worlds. Like what do I even do? It's true. I mean I, I feel like like we're moving from one ten to one eleven to 112 or something along those lines it's i don't know it's kind of like 
a little bit of limbo at the moment until they can get things mm. a little more squared away. I do have zero excuses why I can't do block craftery for one thirteen though. Well, I did then. just say that publicly, but yeah, <laughs> I've realized I have zero excuses why I can't do block craftery for one thirteen. Mm. Mm. So, for forge, right? For forge, mm. for forge. Hmm. <laughs> That's not what the next update is. Let me clarify right now. That's not what the next block craftery update is. Add stores and also 113 support. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> no. No. Not happening. <sighs> so I see but one yeah. by I see one by Dwix there asking me a question. There's been an influx of streams, but can we see more bit by bits coming in the future? Well, the stream numbers really haven't changed any. It's just I'm posting them on the channel. That's pretty much it. But um the reason you're only seeing streams and let's plays uh for the most part has been mostly because uh the day has been getting interrupted a lot and i'm i'm grateful that i have some content to put out currently i do intend on doing more bit by bits i started in on one today and then we ended up uh, having to sidetrack that for a bit i got halfway through uh the setup for it and then i was not able to actually complete that today so i am fully intending on making good on more bit by bits as soon as possible i have a tremendously large list of them to get through i don't know that i'm going to get through that many of them but i will try to get through as many as i can so i hope that helped with that one <laughs> yeah i can imagine bit by bits take a, a bit of time you could say they can some of them can be very very short and simple uh, but then it's a matter of do i really need to make a bit by bit if it's really that simple of a mod mm, yeah that's fair Though I appreciated your bonsai trees bit by bit recently. I was just Googling around and I saw that and I was like, oh, hi. This it's is useful. It's actually rather outdated at this point, but it's got enough of the basics in it that yeah. it works. But you can blame Sky Factory 4 for that one. Sky Factory 4 was just like, all right, every mod have major update now. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> yup. <laughs> what are your thoughts on a uh -huh. universal move in power with mods working to share power? For the most part, across them all. What are your thoughts on the universal move in power with mods? Oh, so like RF and stuff. Um, I like that. I do like that. I think it it should encourage more creativity. Mm -hmm. For a long time, though, it encouraged more derivatives, and that's actually due to two factors that I don't think are to blame on the Power API. So, I love the universal API, but there's three sorry three things that happened that meant that we have what we have today rather than just a billion add-on mods for thermal and ender io the first one is for 110 when it first came out rf didn't exist tesla existed which meant we kind of got this kind of weird split anyway second when 110 came out and ender io updated really quickly thermal didn't which meant we had a lot of mods that wanted to like ape back to what thermal was like like neotech and stuff so we got a lot of reinventing of the same piece of tech that already existed and then thirdly when 112 came out ender io didn't update for a while so we got the flip side mm -hmm. which meant we have a lot of mods right now in the like power mod tech mod sort of world that are just kind of like remakes of old ideas and it's not a bad thing. It's more recently that we've been getting mods to add new content like Nuclear Craft or um, like Matter Overdrive being ported to new versions and some of the new stuff for um, like Industrial Foregoing and stuff. They're interesting new concepts. There's just a lot of, because of these kind of like hiccup times, there's been a lot of derivatives and a lot of small changes. So I think ultimately what a universal app power API provides is more content because you're not spending the time making an ore processing machine you're spending the time making some cool new factory that produces some new resources that adds on to something that already does ore processing mm -hmm. so i think it's good it'll just be interesting to see how it goes now that we've kind of got a more stable world of tech mods right so i've got a really quick one uh ben's 91 asked right. what happened to you having a second channel for stream uploads it was something i was considering i still am considering it i just haven't uh moved forward with that i wanted to do one thing at a time uh, it still might happen in the future 
But let's see, Katrim here says, so from what I am hearing here, you feel that 113 is going to be skipped and people are waiting for 114 to be ready? Yes. Personally, like, that, no that's doubt. what I feel too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, that's what I feel. <laughs> yeah. It's it's almost obvious in a sense, right? 114 is out. Forge is not, like, the Forge developers are smart people. They're not going to look at it and be like, oh, but people really want to play on 113. No, they, they understand Minecraft. They know what it's like. Update to 114. It'll happen. It just takes time. Um, Forge for 113 is also somewhat incomplete just because, you know, the rework uh, that occurred. We talked about that a little bit a couple episodes back, I think. I think, was it episode four or five? I can't remember which of the two. Hmm. But we talked about it a little bit. Um, no, it must be four. We talked about it in episode four. Um, Forge is just kind of not ready. And I think that's why Forge is taking longer. So 114, for example, completely breaks fluids again. And that's why we don't have fluids in 113. And that's why people are waiting for 114. If you start thinking of the number of mods that use fluids, you can see why this is a problem. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, 114 is what will happen. If you're porting to 113, so I know Buzz did with uh industrial four going recently that's on 113 now um but not all of it you'll note that anything involving fluids is not in it any mod that's pointing to 113 that doesn't involve fluids go for it because the change to 113 is so much smaller for you but if your mod involves fluids <laughs> have fun like <laughs> that's kind of how it is right no fluid for you <laughs> no fluids for you <laughs> um do we have any more questions? There's actually a whole bunch of them in here. Um, oh, goodness. I've not kept track of them anywhere near as much as I should. Uh, what do you think of Fabric? Speaking of power mods, Fabric will have its own power system called Cardinal Energy. Says Dark Arcana. I didn't even know that they um, were going to have their own power system called Dark Cardinal Energy. <laughs> did we? Did we actually um, talk about Fabric a few weeks back? I feel we, like did. we did. We did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we had an episode, I think we had a chat with, um, oh yeah, that's what it was. We were chatting with Jared and Dark Axe and they, yeah. uh, we talked about Fabric a bit then and then the episode after, episode four, we talked about Fabric, man, episode four was a big episode. Um, but no, we talked about Fabric a bit. The short version from my perspective is I think Fabric is fine. I recommend that it sticks to snapshots if it wants to live, mm -hmm. like not in a threat way. I feel like the best thing about fabric is the fact that it can update to new versions it is an experimental thing and i love that aspect of it um i've not wanted to jump on the ship because i have limited time and rather would be making big content mods to work with other big content mods um i think cotton and the other related stuff for power and tech mod stuff is really cool i know i've been watching a really cool mod coming out for fabric that is actually focused on that sort of stuff mm. so I think Fabric is great, but if we get to 114 with Forge and then the Fabric devs are pushed and pressured into making everything work with Forge, I think then we're only lose. Like, yeah, I'd like to have Fabric Tech Reborn work with regular Tech Reborn, so it work with regular Forge, so that way I don't have to, like, not have Tech Reborn anymore. But I'd prefer to be playing 115, 116 snapshots with Tech Reborn and Billcraft rather than playing like 110 so not playing um tech reborn and buildcraft that i wouldn't end up using on forge anyway <laughs> so like you know the best thing about fabric is its ability to move quickly and i really really want them to keep pushing to do that yeah it's cool yeah i agree and i i think that they can obviously keep their you know the the audience for it by doing that and if they instead just try to become a competitor to forge i think it would just end up i don't know causing a lot of problems <laughs> i think it'd be like drama and strife and yeah. players sending bug reports to devs that are like why you know make mod work for fabric or why you know make mod work for forge like yeah. it's just messy in that scenario if yeah. Fabric's goal is to provide this really fast update tool, then make a fast update. If your goal is to provide a lightweight mod loader alternative, then it's gonna die. Like that's what's happened to other ones in the past. Like light loader, it just doesn't. It just doesn't ultimately work because it doesn't offer anything Forge doesn't. Mm -hmm. um, 
Fabric has achieved a following and a lot of people interested in it, which is why I think it would be able to make it come back to like, you know, people may want it to have a Forge compatible version of it, but oh. I just don't think it's worth the de developer's time. Right. I mean, it, it offers something that Forge, it, it offers something that Forge didn't, and that was yeah. the possibility to mod for snapshots. I love it. I think it's brilliant. I, to clarify, I don't work on Fabric. I don't make mods for Fabric. I have no say in the development of Fabric. I am just a guy with an opinion and a microphone. <laughs> so. I like that. <laughs> um, got a couple more questions, I think. Uh, do we? I think we do. We I might not. I see there's a lot of chat about 114 and 113. <laughs> and uh, who's to say that it's a cardinal involved in inappropriate conduct with a minor scandal? It could be a bird. Hello, red feathers. Thank you very much. So, <laughs> why must everything be about religion? Come on, folks. <laughs> there's like Actually, a, is there any other? I don't think that there's any more questions there was a bunch of discussion going on back and forth in there oh there we go what's your favorite sports team if any oh gosh that's a... you know I don't watch sport so this isn't this is not a very helpful um, conversation except for one thing and that is I like eSport, and my favorite eSport team is OG, which plays Dota 2. This is a huge aside now, but I love that game. It's good fun to play, and I got to meet um, one of the players for that, um, Anna, and he's an Australian, and I met him at PAX last year and got a photo with him, and I never thought I'd have a day where I'd be like a sport fan, where I get to meet, like, you know sport idol this person is really good at it and like be like oh my gosh yay this is exciting <laughs> i never thought i'd have a moment like that and i had a moment like that and it was great That's and they won cool. the international last year the big i think it was a 26 million dollar tournament jeez it was worth more than the super bowl so <laughs> winning it was better than winning the super bowl cool. so yeah they won that's very cool yeah they're doing pretty well this year so anyway I should not start on an esports uh, on an esports rant because I like esports. <laughs> um, well, Dark. I think I think we'll stop the questions there. Yeah. Um, thank you all for coming out, and thank you, Dark Arcana, for the hundred bits. It's been appreciated. Yes, thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks everybody for coming out for another ROM podcast, starring your host, Epic Squid. And co-host Valen. <laughs> we're in sync on the outro. We know what we're doing. Catch us next time. <laughs> same rom podcast time. Same, same yeah, same time, time, same place. Except if you listen on the audio only version, right? In which case, uh, it'll be up when it's up. But you guys can check Different us out. Time, same place. On what is it? Anchor FM and, and Spotify. Spotify. And if you're on Anchor FM, you can get an RSS feed, which means if you're on any podcasting tool that is halfway decent, you can just add it yourself. Right. And don't forget... But I also... imagine most people who use that are quite used to doing that. Right. And there is a Discord channel. There's a Reddit. Uh, if you guys want... Yes, to... please. If you guys want the links to those, them. I'm not going to post them in chat, but you can just go to the, <sighs> the recent vlog video that I posted on my YouTube channel. And yes, I've please do. The, it's a good vlog video. There. Uh, are in there and i even talk about the rom, rom podcast as one of the, the four main topics of that video so you show off the bigger logo i like the bigger logo <laughs> <laughs> all right well i think that's anyway. pretty much it then yep i think that's that's where we call it quits so thank you very much for coming out tonight and we will see you guys next time bye